um, our first ever show, um, it was in Waterloo at a venue called Maxwell's, which is like a super cool venue there. I just remember like playing our set and I'm like, that was super cool. And then I went to the washroom after, um, and I was going to wash my hands. There's a guy beside me, like profusely bleeding into the sink. I'm like, Oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> He's like, yeah, your set was super sick, man. I broke my nose though. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're listening to another episode of Bannockdotes, the podcast that holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada, showcasing all sorts of unsigned heavy acts from genres such as screamo, punk, hardcore, metal, you know, thrash, anything of that sort. We take some of those musicians, bring them on the show, and have them tell some of the wildest stories they have from being in a band. Breaking news, folks. I got brand new merch on the way. That's right. I'm making some t-shirts. This is my first endeavor for the anecdotes. So I, I figured this would be a fun one. Uh, I'm printing um, the Webster's definition of the show, which reads anecdotes, and it has the pronunciation, how to pronounce it, anecdotes, And then it reads underneath it, a collection of short narratives of an interesting, amusing, or biographical incident recited via person within a group of musicians organized for ensemble playing. And those are going to be printed on white. I don't have a website up right now, so just hit me directly if you want to support the show. Pick up one of those t-shirts. I got sizes from small to 2X. I didn't go above 2X. I wasn't sure if many people were going to even grab a couple shirts. But if you're down, let me know. And if you're Niagara local, uh, I'll just deliver it to you. Uh, personally, and if you if you're outside the area, just shoot me a message. We'll make something work. We'll figure out the postage and something like that. It shouldn't be too much though. And if you're outside of Ontario, I guess if you listen to that, let me know. That'd be super rad. I I don't know if that's the case, but whoever, whatever. If you're down, I'm down. We'll make it work. And I got some exciting news about the band. Sinner has some tentative dates for the fall, COVID permitting, obviously. Uh, we got the eighth. The 9th and the 10th book, we're uh, playing Guelph, we're going to be hitting up Toronto, and we're going to be ending in Hamilton at the doors. So uh, make sure you come out to those shows. It should be a good time. Uh, make sure you wear your mask. Hopefully you got your vaccinations. You know how it is. We're trying to keep it as safe as possible as we can because I don't want to go back into this. And of course, these dates are tentative, and if something happens we might have to rebook them. So you know how it is. We know how it is. We're playing it by ear. We're being optimistic about it. Hopefully we can play. It's been a while since we've been able to play. We got our chins up. We're going to hopefully be able to make this happen. And uh, so I want you guys to come out to those shows for playing in your city. That would be rad. Don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and review. Follow us on Instagram so you can get all the updates. That's where I'd update most of my information. I do some of the updates on Facebook, but it's mostly on Instagram just because it's a little bit more of an accessible platform. It just kind of looks better than Facebook. Don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and review in the podcast app that you're listening to. That always helps me in the long run. I just want to know how many people are listening to this show. You know, share the music that you're listening to. If you like any of the tunes, tell your buddies about it. Uh, we have a great community here in Ontario, and I just want to build it up because uh, a lot of cool talent, a lot of cool talent going on here. 
This week, my sponsor is Freddy Food Drinks. Now, have you ever cracked open a soft drink and thought to yourself, this doesn't taste savory enough? This doesn't taste enough like a meal? Well, Freddy has created these new soft drinks that are carbonated that taste exactly like food. He has all sorts of different flavors from pizza, hamburgers, lasagna, uh, sushi is another one, all sorts of cool stuff. He's even got these little uh, shots uh, of hot sauce that are also carbonated. They're not very big. They're just small ones. If you just want to knock that back after you, uh, you know, drink some of the, the pizza flavor, if you want to have a little bit more kick to it, just toss one of the hot sauce shots back. Those th- These drinks are super innovative. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're super rad. They have all sorts of cool different flavors. You can check them out on their website. That's freddyfooddrinks.com. And today, Banecdotes is offering... 20% off of your order. So you can get a couple cases um, of Freddy food drinks. If you just go to freddysfooddrinks.com slash banecdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And then type in the promo code uh, fill, but this time it's spelled F-I-L-L, uh, you know, because you want to fill up on all that uh, beverage and because uh, you know sometimes sitting down for a meal it can be too heavy and if you just want to pass it nicely with the the flavor and taste in your mouth of a of a nice cooked meal check out Freddy's food drinks at freddyfooddrinks.com slash banecdotes for your 20% off of a case today this week my guest is Kyle O'Mara who is a bit of a jack of all trades I say that a couple times about my guest, but this person specifically, he runs his own podcast called Solace Music Podcast. Make sure you check it out. He's only got a couple episodes out right now, but I'm sure he'll be working more on that. He also is a promoter out of Brampton with Solace Music Productions uh, or promotions. Uh, yeah, really solid guy. Uh, and, but more importantly, he is currently the vocalist of a band called Cohesion, spelt with a Z. Uh, that is out of Toronto, and they just put out an EP. This is a brand new band. I'm super excited that I got to sit down and talk to him. We had lots of stuff to talk about, especially about uh, him throwing shows out of a, a bit of a smaller town of Brampton because he brought a couple heavy acts, uh, which he talks about, which was an awesome time. And uh, I'm really excited to see Cohesion. He even mentions uh, in our conversation that they haven't, gotten together to even practice but they do have plans for for shows in the fall and i think by now they've actually uh announced a couple of those gigs which is super cool i plan on checking to see these guys out uh they're super heavy that beat down sound so uh you know (laughs) make sure you're not too much near the pit because you might get hit because it's you know that kind of music it's pretty aggressive but i love it it sounds great and i'm super excited for the ep that they dropped because it sounds great they managed to get a brennan murphy from counterparts on the record uh, and they have mike from uh cold shoulder also on another tune it's a solid ep so i'm actually going to get the show started off with the tune off that it's the intro track to that ep uh it's a short one but but it's pretty sick it's called who is to blame by Cohesion, here on Banecdotes. Condition to fail, left to really nothing. Blank canvas destroyed by perpetual 
fucking dojo, you stupid motherfucker! Demanding the change, but failing to grow! Failing to accept the faults of yourself! The faults of us all! The faults of us all! Who is to blame? Who is to blame? creepy lady yeah that was very creepy <laughs> kyle it's so nice to see you how are you doing today how's your day been uh it's going pretty well how are you can't complain been uh been busy i i actually have a, a hilarious i'm gonna start the show off with a hilarious anecdote with uh actually you know what i'll let you uh introduce yourself i've let the listeners know what you do but tell us in your words your role in the ontario heavy community sure yeah, so my name is Kyle O'Mara. I currently reside in Toronto from Brampton originally. Um, so first off, I'm a concert promoter. I work under Solace Music Promotions, uh, putting on shows in Brampton and random other shows across the province of Ontario. Um, and then I also sing for a band called Cohesion. Uh, we dropped our debut record in June, so just about a month ago now. And uh, I sing for the band, um, do all the vocals, the lyrics, and then try to contribute with everything else. Um, so yeah, that's what I do in the Ontario music scene at this time. I've played in bands in the past, uh, but now Cohesion is the only like active band I'm in at this time. Um, and then just doing shows whenever shows come back. Yeah, that's a pretty big role. I love that you're doing so much for the music scene in Ontario, like, you know, just doing like the podcast, right? Like I, I definitely I've checked out the episodes of the the podcast and 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 I, I see that you're always putting on shows in uh, Brampton. That's where you're from, right? That's where you're. Yes, I was born and raised in Brampton. And then uh, as of March of this year, actually moved to Toronto, but Toronto and Brampton are so close. And like, I'm still going to be going back to Brampton like pretty frequently as i do now and when i have shows i'm going to be driving back there to put on shows and then uh who knows maybe some stuff in toronto too as well uh, but toronto is just like a crowded space right now and um i just kind of like what i have going in brampton and like i've actually seen an increase of like attendees of shows and the scene in brampton since i've started um so i want to continue that as we progress the scene and continue like the people that are coming to shows like increasing that and just not letting it die as I leave. Cause I don't know if there's anyone else that's going to fill the role of putting on shows in Brampton. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely want to keep that alive. How's the switch been moving from such a small town to t- t- Toronto? Um, well, Brampton's pretty, it's pretty big still. Um, but Toronto is obviously like much larger. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it's pretty surreal. Like just being like, uh, we're not really in the core of downtown but like walking distance for sure right um so it's a cool little community where i live and um yeah tons of tons of traffic tons of people so i kind of like that stuff though um not even driving as much in the city just because it's so it's so busy all like walking and biking is way more convenient mm-hmm. so yeah i definitely like toronto a lot um way more than brampton to be <laughs> So, yeah, like you said, you've been pretty busy over the 
pandemic with cohesion and the, in the podcast, uh, what are some of cohesion's plans for the rest of the year now that the EP is out and restrictions are easing up? Yeah. So, uh, cohesion has a couple shows lined up for the fall, obviously COVID and things. We have no idea what's going to happen. Like shows are kind of legal now, but mm-hmm. kind of not, you have to be like seated if you go to a show now indoors, which is really weird. And obviously it doesn't work for hardcore or like heavy music. So um, we're just hoping that part of the restrictions get lifted. Um, we do have some shows booked around Ontario for the fall, um, like later in the fall. So hopefully it's okay by then. I don't want to have to cancel, but if we do, it's whatever. And we'll just push that to 2022. But yeah, very excited for uh, some of the cities we're going to be hitting. Um, and then some stuff we're still trying to plan. Um I don't want to say too much, uh, but yeah, we do have a couple shows lined up, a couple of cool like mixed bill shows, uh, which is very funny because I consider us like a pretty heavy band. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be playing with bands that are not heavy at all, great <laughs> bands, but just like completely different crowds. Right. Um, so having that um, at the start of our like, at the start of like, uh, I can't even word that properly. <laughs> Sorry. At the start of us being a band, like already hitting shows and hitting shows with like softer bands is just gonna be very interesting to say the least, I guess. Um, because like, we're really committed to like having high energy, like live shows once that starts and it's going to be, it's going to be kind of cool playing in front of like different crowds who normally wouldn't see us. Right. Um, but then we also have some plans with some like heavier bands. Like we have shows coming up where it's like, we're probably the softest band on the bill. Oh, true. Which is, like, super cool um but yeah hopefully we'll get to announce those within the coming months and that'll be sick um and then outside of shows uh we have some other stuff we're working on just more content uh supporting the record and then uh, we actually haven't even jammed since like releasing the record or since yeah we haven't even jammed this year actually what am i saying because it's COVID <laughs> and everything so definitely want to get uh rehearsing for these shows and then honestly i want to start writing again too Hell yeah. Next year, next year, maybe we'll put out something again, whether it be a split or another EP. Um, yeah, we just want to keep the ball rolling, essentially. That's awesome. Do you think you'll send people to the dojo and the fucking uh, at those shows uh, at the <laughs> at those shows that you uh, at the the lighter shows there? I hope so, man. Like <laughs> we're just uh, we're just going to come out strong. Uh, yeah, our first show is one of the shows where it's like we're probably the heaviest band on the bill. Like there's couple other bands that are like heavy-ish but like i guess it's a bit different with us so yeah we're just gonna we're gonna go hard and just hopefully people have fun and enjoy it send them to the dojo you know yeah you know, it's good <laughs> that's awesome i'm sure they will i'm sure they'll enjoy it yeah uh, so is cohesion your first band what got you started playing music yeah so um i've been in bands uh throughout my life for a while now i think it started when i was first when i was 16 i was in my first band uh we were called searching for the surface i was back in brampton uh with a couple of friends i was 16 years old i was the vocalist again um and it was a metalcore band like in the vein of like august burns red parkway drive like that sort of thing um kill switch engage like that sort of metalcore um and that was super cool only ended up actually playing one show with that band and then like we parted ways but that was good experience, like getting my foot in the door, like playing shows and like writing music. So that was definitely cool. Um, and then I learned a couple of things from just like 
working in a group, writing lyrics, uh, vocals, stage presence, all that sort of thing. Um, and then after that, probably wasn't in a band until Bricker, which I don't know if we talked about Bricker at all in the past or if you were familiar. Um, that was another like short-lived hardcore band uh, when I was living in Waterloo. Mm-hmm. I think I think Bricker's come up on the show once or twice. I think someone's mentioned that band. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> I, I missed that then. That's that's pretty cool. We were like we we're super short-lived, like maybe a, a year. Um, just because one of our guitarists kind of just like stopped showing up and kind of like ghosted us. And then we're like, well, fuck, uh, we can't we can't really practice without a guitarist. And then yeah. we gotta fill in, and then like he dropped off, and then we're just like, oh fuck it. But that band was super sick. That was probably the most fun I've had in a band um, out of everything so far. Cohesion will take that spot later. Oh, yeah. We're so new. (laughs) But yeah, Bricker, that's when I was living in Waterloo, going to school at Laurier. Um, Yeah, it was like hardcore, metalcore, kind of like Cohesion, I guess. Um, So that was super cool. Again, I was a vocalist for that. Um, Yeah. And then after that, after Bricker broke up, kind of took a break, got way more into putting on shows spending my time with that like still participating in like the local scene as much as i can with like attending shows putting on my own shows just not playing them at the time then after that i actually joined like this this pop punk like indie rock band playing bass which was like kind of random um but they were just like at the time they were just like hometown homies that needed a bass player and like i literally did not even play bass i just played a bit of guitar but I'm like, I want to get back into playing music. So I'm like, fuck it. If you give me the tabs, like I'll learn the songs. So then I learned the songs, joined the band for a bit, played some shows with them and then <clears throat> ended it with them. And then I kind of just focused more on like promoting shows again and like doing stuff with Solace and kind of chilling out a bit until Cohesion started. And like Cohesion was basically the band I wanted to start like years ago. Mm-hmm. Basically what I wanted for like Bricker essentially. Um, but like Cohesion just like just basically 10 times, 10 times the band that like Bricker was going to be like, for sure. I'm, I'm very excited with what's happened so far and what's to come. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think Cohesion is definitely going to see some cool places. That's for sure. And uh it, yeah, it's funny that you say that, like, like you took the time off because like, yeah, I knew you as a, a, a promoter first than more than someone actually who played in bands. So when I heard yeah. you playing in bands and actually seen that footage, like I think I, I, I don't know where I saw that footage. There's footage of you in the studio screaming. I'm going like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is like something I could look forward to. Like, I, I just didn't know that, that that was something you did. And then here you are talking about all these bands that you played in. So yeah, it's so rad that you picked them back up again. Cause sometimes you can fall in and out and there's like follies with playing with music. Sometimes there's, you know, the highs and lows, you know, so it's glad, it's glad that you're b- back and playing music, especially with a band called, you know, I'm not called cohesion, but I mean, with cohesion, <laughs> co- cohesion's fucking set. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Super excited for this band. Um, of course it's like, we're unsure about a lot of things because of COVID and whatnot, but, once uh once we're given the green light and once shows actually start here, I think it's gonna be um it's gonna be very fun for us and like so many other new bands popping up in Ontario right now, especially have your band. So I'm excited to like rip shows with them and just bands that have been around for a while as well. So it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. So we were I was just speaking of highs and lows. 
you're you're a promoter in Brampton. What are some of the highs and lows of being a small town? Well, no, I guess it's not small town. You mentioned Brampton's not that small. But what's what's the what are some of the highs and lows of being a promoter? Yeah, so uh, let's start with the highs first. So yeah. highs are um, having your expectations like blown out of the water in a right. good way, in a sense where it's like, all right, I think maybe I'll sell like 20, 30 tickets tonight. And then you, you go and it's like, okay, well, 20, 30 people have walked up and the first band isn't even on yet. So that's sick. Like that's happened a few times. Yeah. I'm um, just selling way more tickets than you thought. And just having... Um, being able to book bands you didn't think you would be able to book. Um, like I've booked a couple, like it's like bigger name bands in the past, like actual, like full-time touring bands, like right. bands from the States. Like I thought that was like super cool. Finally being able to do that. Um, and then I guess also like the fact that I've sold out like two different venues in Brampton was like very surreal to me. Yeah. Definitely that's crazy. High of my <laughs> promoting career one being the bigger venue I booked at and then one being the smaller venue I booked at smaller venue. That was the year of the knife show um, that sold out in advance, which is like, it's a small dive bar, but still just like being able to say, Hey, yeah. this, show sold, this show on a Tuesday night sold out in advance in Brampton. Like that was, that was pretty surreal. So that was probably one of my favorite shows, if not the favorite show I've ever done. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. So that was uh that was year of the knife. Cold Shoulder, Sedition, uh, Deadly Game, and Bar Down played that. Oh, um, nice. That's so that a sick lineup, lineup. Yeah, it was filled with like basically top-tier heavy local bands. Yeah. Well, Year of the Knife caught them on an off-date of tour, so that was awesome. So there was that. Um, then as for like the low points, um, I would say that losing money definitely sucks. Yeah. For sure. Um, I've lost like quite a bit of money on shows shows where i thought that i would maybe even make a bit of money and then i lost or some shows where i thought okay like i could easily like break even pay the bands well um and then use money so that's definitely the worst part about putting on shows uh, but it, it happens and it's it's a realization you have as a promoter that like that shit can happen especially in like diy especially in heavy music and mm-hmm. working with local artists um so yeah, it's probably the only low essentially I could think of. But other than that, it's like it's a great time overall. Um, sometimes bands are hard to work with, um, but there's only like rare occasions I could think of that in the sense that like they say they're gonna like they say they're gonna sell tickets, they say they're gonna come on time and they're late, have not sold any tickets, and they try to sneak all their friends in through the door. Ah. That kind of shit sucks. Um, but it's mostly good experiences with the bands I work with. That's good. Well, that's great. Um, yeah. And my next question, but you pretty much already answered it. Like, would you say that that year of the knife show is the best gig that you booked? Yeah, I would say that. Um, and then it's either that, or it would be a tie between that. And, uh, I took a date of Seaway's Canadian tour back in like 2018. I think it was with Seaway, like Pacific bearings. Um, so that was also really sick just cause I've been like a huge Seaway fan since I was like in high school and like getting the book that is something I didn't even like think about really. And then it was like, as I was like building my name, I guess, in the scene, I was able to do that. And that was super cool. So definitely that and the year of the knife show are like 
two different genres, two different types of like crowds and shows, but those are two of my favorite. Those are the ones that stick out. That's awesome. Yeah. What, what are some of the dream bands that you wish to book? I see that you're wearing a drain shirt. What about drain? Yeah. yeah. Like anything, like any band from California, essentially, if I could book any of them, that would be super tight. That Bay like area. Gulch, yeah. Gulch, strain tsunami. If I could book like God's hate or like Vamakara. Yeah. Any of those bands would be super tight um yeah who else uh one of my other like super favorite like hardcore bands i guess or metalcore bands whatever is Vane. so booking Vane. oh Vane would be fucking sick yeah i've Uh, seen them they're a great band yeah and then if we're gonna get like really like out there um which it wouldn't happen but it'd still be sick if i could book uh like every time i die oh hell yes (laughs) that's a bit like a bit of a stretch but have you ever been to the the tid the season Yes, I've been. I went in 20, uh, I want to say it's 2017 or 2018. I did two years in a row, so 2018, 2019, or whatever. I think that's when it was. And then I, no, COVID's messed me up with all my years. Yeah. I yeah. not even think. I think it was 2017, 2018. I went. I didn't go 2019. And then 2020, it didn't happen. Um, and then I'm planning on going this year, hopefully. Yeah, same. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, so I'm gonna see if I can grab a couple. Yeah. Um, if I'm able to, because they're probably gonna sell out in like a day. Yeah, so. totally. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've been to that. That it's, that's funny. That's where I've seen Bane. Like, I that's we've probably walked by each other at friggin' Ted this season. I guarantee. Yeah, it. probably. <laughs> I see so many Canadians there too. Every time I go, I see like local like local people from like the Ontario scene. Did you ever see, did you go the one year that pup played? Yes. I think that was the first year I went. So the, the, they said something on stage that'll always stick with me about Buffalo. They said, this place is the Canadian, like the most Canadian place in the States. And he's like, I remember you, that. he's like, if you don't believe me, there's like a juniors ad right there on the, like the, there's like a hockey ad right on the thing. And it's perfect. I, I pop is such an awesome band. Yeah. And funny enough about that. I love pup first of all and second of all the coolest thing about that show was that's the first time i saw pup and it wasn't even in canada and like we're from like the same city so that's like kind of <laughs> funny um but yeah they, they had a great performance that night and it's like super cool that like every time i die i put them on like that kind of bill because they're not like totally like in the same realm as every time i die but they're still a punk band yeah and every time i die like at heart i guess they're a punk band or metalcore band so that's super cool that they mix that up for sure for sure that's awesome i love that i i are you a tidiot e-tidiot absolutely yeah yeah say so i was gonna say i love that you're an e-tidiot because i i even for christmas i got my like even my my wife and i are we love every time i die i even got her a, a cameo of jordan playing a shit riffer that's sick. That's so awesome. <laughs> she loved it. She thought it was great. She's got the, the, I don't have the eye tattooed, but she's got the eye tattooed. Nice. Yeah. One of my buddies has that as well. I think I'm going to go to, uh, to the season with them. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Lastly, before we get into some anecdotes with each other, I am not much of a sports guy, but I can't help but notice you're a bit of a Leafs fanatic. Yes. Yes, I am. How is living in Toronto and being in the same city as your favorite hockey team must be? Um, it's cool for sure, but I haven't really, like, I've only been here since March and we've been in lockdown and like, right. basically by the time their season was over, I'm pretty sure like bars weren't even open or they were just opening by then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course can't go to games right now. 
but I think it'll be uh, it'll be more surreal come the fall when I'll be able to go to games. We'll be able to go to bars and catch games. Um, but it's cool in general, like because like you you even hear like outside, I guess, like when sports games are on, like in my like community, like during like the uh, the Euro Cup, it was super loud, and like right. hockey games as well, it's super loud. So even just like being in like that community of like the tight knit like fan group in the city, it's it's super cool. I've never been to a Leafs game. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been to quite a few. Um, super good time. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixteen dollar beers. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's great though. Love it. And they and they were close. I mean, they were in the uh, the like the finals, the Stanley Cup finals this year, weren't they? No, no, no. No, they, they weren't. Were in, uh, the first round they got knocked out in. That's it. Um, they made it to uh, game seven in the first round and got knocked out by the Habs. That's right. That's right. To some people, solitude and isolation can of itself become a problem. Solitary! What my own?
All right. Well, let's get into some anecdotes. I'm actually going to start off with a anecdote because I had a really funny one, a, a mutual one this morning, and I'm not sure if it got passed along a group chat. But get this. Uh, I was putting I'm, I'm, I'm asked to put together a show. Um, I won't even say where I'm asked to put together a show and I, and I messaged somebody and I, and I ended up messaging your drummer and I, and it wasn't who I was supposed to message at all. And he's like, Hey, I don't play in that band. And I was like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Since I'm talking to you, do you, does cohesion want to play? And he's like, well, (laughs) I'll have to get back to Kyle. So I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. It was a completely different person. I was like half awake before I went to bed last night. And then I mess, I just messaged your drummer asking him to play in a different band if he wanted to play. And he's like, yeah, I don't play in that band. And I was like, well, yeah, fucking let's get cohesion to play. So what band was it? Uh, I was going to ask Loose Teeth to play and uh, Alex, who plays in that band. Like, I, I just messaged the wrong Alex. I messaged your bro- <laughs> your drummer, that Alex, instead. So that's funny. <laughs> so, like, I was like, well, I'm, I, since I already messaged him, I was like, well, fuck. I'd be a dick to just be like, oh, we'll see you later. And I was like, well, like cohesion's fucking sick. So like, and I, and I do want to play a show with cohesion. So I was like, yeah, why the fuck? Let's just ask your band if they want to play. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) hopefully we can make that happen. But yeah, anecdotes. tell me some of your wildest stories from being on the road or in the studio or anything in between. Okay. I'll try my best here since I've had such shitty luck um, when I was talking earlier about my past bands essentially not surviving so long. I have uh, played a handful of shows with all the bands I've been in, except Cohesion. Um, but some some memories I can think of. So getting back to the Bricker days, so that was about like five years ago now, I'd say, mm-hmm. when I was in university at Laurier, living in Waterloo and playing in that band. Um, our first ever show, um, it was in Waterloo at a venue called Maxwell's, which is like a super cool venue there. Um, it was actually such a sick first show and like i didn't even like realize like how cool it was we actually got on the bill it was with exalt and eternal sleep eternal sleep oh that's cool uh, from pittsburgh and then exalt or like hometown in waterloo so or kitchener so that was super cool we got to play that show and like it was literally as i would expect like just like a stupid like violent show to be (laughs) and like we were the first i think we were the first band to play or the second band to play um and then we, we played our set and all like a shit ton of people came out which was super cool like on our end like all our like guitarists and drummers friends um and some of my friends as well and just like i just remember like playing our set and i'm like that was super cool and then i went to the washroom after um and i was going to wash my hands there's a guy beside me like profusely bleeding into the sink i'm like oh my god are you okay he's like yeah your set was super sick man i broke my nose though i'm like jesus (laughs) christ like uh (laughs) we always like joke around like in the heavy music scene about like shit like that happening and like it actually happened oh man nose got broken in our first show it's like oh that's kind of like a good thing kind of i kind of feel bad but like at the same time it's like at least people are actually moshing actually like participating and having fun so that was like super super funny i guess i don't know (laughs) maybe not but uh regardless that's like a cool way to start the band and then our second show after that was something that was like super random so we played in waterloo and then a month later we had our second show lined up which was actually playing the abandoned all ships reunion okay 
which is funny because like again like <laughs> abandon all ships and like what Brooker sounded like not really the same other than the fact that they both like we both have breakdowns sure i guess other than that um not really too much the same but it's like abandon all ships was a band i listened to like growing up like even seeing them on much music yeah and whatnot so that was like kind of cool to play that and we played in the mod club too which like for a band of our size like just starting like even getting to play the mod club was like very weird mm-hmm. it's, very it's a big wild club. yeah and like just like being on a stage that big um like for our second show is like kind of nerve-wracking i guess but mm-hmm. like the lineup was like pretty cool i guess so playing that show as our second show was like kind of kind of wild um and then just the fact that we had uh we kind of did like a bunch of like diy house shows after that so it was like kind of best of both worlds i guess and then one time we were playing a house show at our drummer's house in Waterloo. Like he lived in like the, the student neighborhood and uh, we just crammed like way too many people in the house, which is like <laughs> typical, like punk, like ask a punk shows, whatever. Um, and at one point we were playing our set and a guy went into the kitchen. We played in the living room. Guy went into the kitchen. He unplugged the microwave <laughs> and then he took it to the pit and started moshing with it and just like spinning it around. <laughs> I'm just like, God damn it, that's, so <laughs> that's ridiculous. I love that. Yeah. So just like stupid shit like that. And like, also at that show, like my school newspaper came, they showed up because they were covering the show as like a story for okay. like the arts and music section, I guess. At the house like show? Got, yeah. So like, that was like wild. Like they recorded some of it and then they like had it in print, like in the newspaper. And, like, at one point, like, I was just outside. Like, we just played our set. Like, of course, I was, like, drunk. It was, like, a house show. Yeah, and yeah. And, like, this guy, like, jumped off the roof while I was getting interviewed <laughs> into a bush, which was, like, very, very odd. And then just the fact that I was getting interviewed for, like, my school newspaper. But, like, it was, like, at a hardcore show at a house. <laughs> it's just, like, so wild. Because, like, thinking at, like, the Laurier demographic, it's like they probably all hate this music or don't even like know what it is. Like the people like interviewing me had a fascination with it. And I think they were heavy music fans as well. So that's like really cool that like I think I have a copy of that uh in my room somewhere, that newspaper, just super cool, like <laughs> being part of like the Laurier newspaper, like for playing a hardcore show. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I hope uh I hope like at least more than one person breaks their nose at the first cohesion show. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, like, it's a, a <laughs> small room in our first show. So like, and as is tradition, <laughs> right? Like at least five people should have their nose broken. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> at least at some point be like scared for their life. That's funny that you, yeah, you, you mentioned house shows in uh, Waterloo and Kitchener. Cause that's like all I've ever, I don't even know if I've ever played a, a venue in those cities. It's always been house shows. It's a good time there. Yeah, there's a. I know there's a couple other like house venues in Waterloo that like predominantly do like heavier shows. I haven't been or played to them. I just know of like the area they're in. I guess if that makes sense, and like mm-hmm. know like the groups of people that do them. But yeah, we were doing a couple shows uh, when I was living in Waterloo. Just like like I said, at my drummer's house, um, just because he had like a perfect place for it and he didn't really care like what happened for the most part so True. <laughs> i think I, I, we i think we played like two there and then um i maybe i booked like another one on top of that like we had uh, and we did like mixed bills too like i remember like we had bearings come play a show there and then there's a bunch of other like 
heavier bands as well um like amnesty which is like bar down like if you know the band bar down yeah yeah their old band and then like soul sucker played which is like tommy wood's old band yep yep um just all sorts of bands like that and then just like other random pop punk bands yeah so it was pretty cool doing shows there for a bit in waterloo right on right on what what's your go-to gas station snack my go-to gas station snack yeah probably uh like Reese peanut butter cups to be nice. honest. or coffee nice. crisp can't go wrong with either of those coffee crisp that's a canadian snack are they only in canada yeah know that yeah that's yeah they're crazy they, they, the states don't get coffee crisp which is weird because it's just been like it's such a like you, you see it on the shelves and you're just like yeah i think you just feel like everybody should have a coffee crisp yeah they're they're really good i don't know a lot of people that actually like fuck with them but like i've always fucked with them like (laughs) since first having them i just like love that it's actually like somewhat of an actual coffee taste i guess (laughs) not really but at the same time i don't know they're good i I like them don't even really like coffee but i would fuck with a coffee crisp yeah it's just chocolate right (laughs) yeah it's it's just chocolate and the wafers it's nice i like i like the crunch on that yeah 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 it's a good one that's a good one uh so what what what's the best gig you've ever played? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh that is a very good question. Um it's definitely going to have to be one we played with Bricker. I'm just trying to figure out which one it was. Mm-hmm. Um it quite honestly may be that show with Exalt and Eternal Sleep. Yeah. Just cuz it was like the lineup was sick. Um the bands we played with were sick um like it was cool playing the mod club but like we opened and there weren't as many people as like there were later on mm-hmm. since we played like first um but yeah definitely definitely the exalt eternal sleep at maxwell show for sure hell yeah hell yeah exalt they're not really even doing much anymore are they um they're like super like on and off i know they're still they're actually still a band which is good found mm-hmm. out recently um and they released that song like last year just like that one-off single um so i hope they release new music soon whether it be like this year or next year but like they're definitely probably my favorite yeah they're definitely my favorite like ontario hardcore band or metalcore band whatever um and definitely an inspiration not only just from like playing with them like years ago but also just like seeing them in Brampton. Like when I started going to shows, I remember like seeing them, I I was in high school still probably in grade eight. So I was like 14 or 13. And I remember seeing them at like the Brampton Irish club in like for like a new year's fest, like exalt played with like, like Pacific safe to say, um, and just some other like cool bands. I remember seeing them and thinking like, they were so satanic <laughs> and just being like so creeped out by Tyler's stage presence. Yeah. And I was just like, so intrigued as like a young teen to like get into <laughs> them more. And then like seeing them like, at like shed Zeppelin. If you remember that venue in Brampton, no, I don't like, a super infamous, like house venue, um, seeing them like there and then seeing them in Toronto and all throughout just getting more into them. And I'd honestly say cohesion is like, like very inspired by exalt as well like with our writing i know our guitarist colin loves them i love them um so yeah and peter as well because peter's played with them when he was in uplift so they're a cool band they're a super cool band yeah definitely a big band for us 
what if so if uh, i love i love this is one of my favorite questions to ask uh if you were at the level if cohesion was at the level of metallica what would be your rock star dream writer what would be in the green room waiting for you hmm that's a good question um i would have to say okay let's go drinks first so i would definitely need a coffee bar for sure yeah big, big coffee guy um, I would definitely need some IPAs in the fridge as well. Um, some water. And then uh, like maybe some like Gatorade too for after the show too. There you That'd go. Be nice. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Um, maybe a bottle of gin, some tonic and some limes as well. There you go. Um, and then as for food, honestly, like wings and a pizza. Nice. That'd be, That'd be solid. Can't go wrong with that. Maybe some like, maybe some vegetables mix it up a bit like a veggie tray right and like hummus and crackers some shit like that honestly i'm a pretty simple man yeah 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 i know i love it i love it you know it sounds very similar to like what i'd have yeah chicken and pizza like it's just like some beverages something very simple maybe maybe a coffee crisp in there yeah (laughs) coffee crisp for sure some reese peanut butter cups for sure that's awesome well uh, have you had any gear share nightmares? Any nightmares of you with your gear getting shared around? Well, gear shares are synonymous with nightmares for <laughs> sure. Like organizing them myself, like doing shows, like every show I put on, I always do gear share chat, like a few days or a week leading up to the show, just try to keep things organized. I try to be as organized as I can by doing that. And it's always like no one wants to like share their gear, which I guess it's like I can't really like force you, but it's kind of like easier to share your gear. Or I show up to the venue and there's five drum kits. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like you couldn't like you all had to bring your your full kits. Yeah. Like, especially when like those situations happen. It's like if you check the chat, like the opening band was gonna share their shells for the entire lineup. <laughs> Like, why does everyone need to bring their own kit in full? That's that's ridiculous. It's probably my biggest pet peeve. Um, and just like bands that just like aren't prepared, aren't professional and stuff like that. And uh, and yeah. And then as for like playing in a band and being in a gear share, just like those times where it's like you're trying to figure out like your transportation and it's like you have to bring like all your calves and your kid and stuff. Cause like no one wants to like gear share with you or like right. with any other band on the lineup. And that's like, there's times where it's like, okay, now we have to like rent more vehicles to bring everything and bring everyone out. Yeah. That's happened like a couple of times. It's kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, yeah. Gear shares just suck in general. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. What are some of your top five favorite artists of all time? Okay. All right. I've been thinking about this one for a while, actually. It's very hard to answer, but I'll do my best. Mm-hmm. Um, here are the ones that come to mind first, which obviously mean something if they're coming to mind first. Um, so probably actually my favorite band of all time is Balance and Composure. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. Um, and after that, I'd probably say Arkell's. Oh, really? Dark yeah, House. which is funny because like I play in a heavy band and we're on like a heavy music podcast and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> I've never re- one of my favorites. I've never really jammed the Arkells. Yeah, they're really sick. And like that's actually the first show I'm going to like post pandemic. Like, oh, fun. In a, month, in a month now, right across the street from me at uh, 
what stage. give me a record if i'm gonna jump into the arkells and not really know what i'm getting into what record should i start with um it's hard because they change their sound up like as they evolve but if you're gonna stay i would listen to their most recent full length which is rally cry okay um just because that's more so the direction they're going into now um yeah probably probably rally cry and then go down to the older stuff after if you like that we'll yeah, do. if you're into like if you're into indie rock if you're into like like good songwriting in general like good pop songs good rock songs as well yeah i would definitely check them out they're canadian from hamilton so hamilton like, yep yeah so after our cows i'd probably say slipknot sick Slipknot was a huge band for me just getting into heavy music in general um so definitely them um and then more like modern bands i would say vane is a big one for me so i'm just gonna say vane mm-hmm. um now it's the fifth band uh, i would say that, that's this is such a hard question yeah i know the first few coming come into my head and i'm like okay those make sense but now for the fifth one it's hard to tell four is good yeah. Yeah, four. Let's let's oh, let's leave four. it at let's leave it at four. Yeah. Well, right on, Kyle. Thank. I think I'm gonna end the episode there. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this for me. Where can the listeners find Cohesion on the social medias? And if there's anything else you have to plug or give a shout out to, now's the time. Yeah. Okay. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Cohesion Band. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, all the other streaming services. Um, we're also just recently on Facebook, which we probably won't use much, but just in case we ever needed it, mm-hmm. um, that's just cohesion. Um, and yeah, I just want to shout out the Ontario local heavy music scene and the strides that are being made with the new bands being formed and the shows that are popping up, the promoters that are popping up. Um, and I'm excited to get back to it with live music and yeah. There's a couple local bands you should keep your eye on. I just want to shout them out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reality Denied, Die Alone, Rust, Sinner, uh, Real World just oh. dropped an album not too long ago. That's super sick. Um, what are some other bands? Yeah, that's all I got off the top of my head. But yeah, check those. oh, Deadly Game. Deadly yeah, Game. Yeah, sure. Deadly Game. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell. I was trying to show you I'm wearing my Reality Denied hat. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, those are those are the boys. They're they're dropping a release soon, so that'll be good. But yeah, that's yeah. cohesion with a Z. Cohesion with a Z. I should have mentioned that while I was talking for the listeners at home. Um, but yeah, it's because we're literate and don't know how to spell cohesion properly. <laughs> it's totally not for SEO. It's <laughs> just because we're illiterate. But yeah, so uh, cohesion with a Z. Check us out um yeah apparently the name sucks but uh yeah you can find us out there anyways (laughs) i like the name i like the name cohesion all right we're gonna end the show with final wish by a cohesion take it easy cal thank you for having me take care
of the jungle looking down on me. Oh, and the silverbacks got more silver than that. He must move on before he has moved on. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Banecdotes. That was my conversation with Kyle O'Mara of Cohesion. Make sure you, if you liked any of those tunes that you heard, go support them on their band camp. I started the show off with a tune of theirs called Who is to Blame? And in the middle there, I played Solidarity, which features Mike of Cold Shoulder. And then we finished with Final Wish, which also features Brennan Murphy of Counterparts. Don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at Banecdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. That's where we do most of our updates. And if you want to be a part of the show in any capacity, if you want to be a guest or if you have any new music that's come out within the month, shoot me an email, banecdotes at gmail.com. Also, make sure you're rating and reviewing in your podcast app. Just lets me know how many people are checking this out, and I really appreciate it. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, I got T-shirts, so if you're interested... Hit me up personally. We'll make something happen. I'm out of here, folks. Take it easy.